Father, we love you. We bless you. Thank you so much for your precious word. Thank you for your people. We love you. We love your people. We love the kingdom. We love what you are doing in our lives. We are so grateful for saving us. Thank you for renewing our minds. Thank you that we can know you. Thank you that you've given us a glimpse of glory. Thank you that your sons and daughters are saved. Thank you that we are delivered from every kind of wickedness. We love you so much. Bless your people. Bless those under the sound of my voice this morning. Those that are in a fight for their lives. Thank you for the, there'll be great deliverance this morning. That your strength will come and be made perfect in their weakness. That where they're feeling lonely, I pray that you'll touch them. Where there's been depression and where there's been mourning, that you'll give them the oil of joy. I know, God, that you're the one that's raising them up. But I pray this morning, Lord, that even as I preach this morning, the Spirit of God become very real in every home this morning, in every heart this morning. We know some are traveling. We know that some are on the road. But I pray today that this word will penetrate every heart and every mind. My word not be set forth in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power, a proof of the Spirit of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers their most holy emotions, thus persuading them that their confidence in their faith will not rest in a man, but in the power of a living God. I bless them today. Thank you for the word. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're still in the season of dealing with made for dominion in Psalms chapter 8. And verse 6. You've made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet. The enemy, God's made the enemy your footstool. Amen. Part of ruling in this life is that we need things. Does anybody need some things this morning? you say you don't need things, you lie. God has called us in the kingdom of God to have dominion. And part of having dominion is having the right things to have dominion with. So needing a Bible, needing a computer, needing I don't know what you need, but from sleeping to a toothbrush to a bed to some food to some technology to some Wi-Fi to a car to a vehicle to transport to a holiday, you need some things. So. When I was away this week, the Lord said, teach my people how to receive things. Do you need any things this morning? Is there anything that you need this morning? One of our daughters are getting married soon. Our son and our daughter. They're going to need some things. Come on, work with me. You're going to get so excited. I've been so excited. To, I'm, I'm trying to calm down because this message is loaded. And the Lord says, many people in the body of Christ have brought the world's principle or the spirit of the world and brought it into the kingdom of God and are expecting to work for the things that are for free. You see, anytime you pick up your assignment in the kingdom of God and you begin to function out of kingdom principle, there are things that must be added into your life. Give me Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. What you will eat, that's a thing. What you will drink, 
That's a thing. Come on, somebody. Know about your body. What you will wear. Come on, somebody. That's a thing. Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Now he's got to show you natural things because he's trying to give you a spiritual revelation. When it comes to the kingdom of God, God must always first give you a natural thing to point at to explain spiritual things. He builds spiritual truths on natural foundations. Look at the kingdom. He says, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap. Did they sow a seed? <laughs> nor reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you by worrying? Today your worrying ends in Jesus' mighty name. I'm bringing an end to worry today in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been so worried about so many things. I'm telling you today, we're going to cut that spirit off because you're going to receive the things that you have. Which of, of you by worrying can add, you grow a centimeter by worrying? Huh? He says in verse 28, so why do you worry about clothing? You've been working hard for your clothing accounts. That's a violation of the kingdom. How? You consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They need the toil. Your days of toiling are over. Yummy kingdom child of God. No spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God, <laughs> look at the natural thing. If God so clothes the grass of the field, today is, tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O oh, you of little faith. Faith is the substance of for things someone's gonna get some things for free I'm telling you this week watch what God does with this message therefore do not worry saying your focus is on you keep on saying I listen to what you people are saying what shall we eat what shall we drink what shall we wear he says after all these things they're just things you can't take things with you to heaven the Gentiles seek those that are not in the kingdom of God for your heavenly father knows please nudge your neighbor with a social distancing high five and saying your father knows just point at them and say even in your home right there you are just come on type in there your heavenly father knows some of you are going to end your, your prayer list your shopping list is ending today some of you are going to worry you, you're going to be concerned you, your, your prayer list is going to shift and you're going to be even you, you don't even know what to pray about when this is done because the thing is you've been praying for the people God must he knows it and he's going to add it into your life and you're going to have to change your prayer life. Somebody's going to change their prayer life starting today. I am telling you, you've been praying about things and you should never be praying about things. Because your heavenly father knows that you need, you need, you need to eat. You need clothing. You need to sleep. You need transport. You need Wi-Fi. You need technology. You need a holiday. You need a break. You need transport. You need, you need, you need. Your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. I need sh somebody to shout and say, yes, my fa heavenly father knows this is the kingdom of God. My father knows. Shout it. Yes and amen. Then he says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things. Look, your healing is in you. But the things that you need to get moving in this life.
is outside of you. There's no car in you. You need transport. It's things. But your father knows you need these things. If you put his kingdom first, seek it first, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In the kingdom of God, here we go. We don't work for things because we're too busy fulfilling our assignment in the kingdom. You can either work for things or you can work on your assignment. But you can't do both. Every time you get into a job that's detached from the kingdom of God, you have to work for your holiday, you have to work for your clothing, you have to pay off clothing accounts, holidays, transport. But when you come into the kingdom of God and you pick up your assignment, you now then lay, away, lay aside the weight, not just the sin. It says lay, away the, lay aside the weight and the sin. That so easily ensnares us. So the weight is things that you are taking on having to pay for because the world taught you how to do that. You see, mammon is a slave master. If you haven't figured it yet, when you get into a job, you must get transport to get to the job. But then you need clothing for the job. But now you need petrol for the job. And you need to use all your time to feed something that's got nothing to do with your kingdom assignment. And you are so stressed out, you're so worried because this has got nothing to do with your assignment. I've been there. Money makes an excellent servant, but a terrible master. In Matthew chapter 6 verse 24, listen to what he says. He says, no one can serve two masters. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Listen. The fight on earth is not between God and the devil, but between the spirit of this world and the spirit which is, comes from God. The spirit of this world says, work hard for the things that you got. And we want to teach our children to do that. I did not say laziness. If you go to the beginning of time, I think in Genesis chapter 3, Verse 15, please. Look at the beginning of time. Look at Adam's setup. When God brings him in, God has prepared five days, raises him on the sixth. Now he's standing in this place of abundance. No, three verse 15, did I say? Can you give me verse five? Genesis 3, 5. Oh, sorry guys. It's Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Sorry about that. Ah, here we go. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. Listen. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden, you may what? Shout freely. Say freely. He says, Everything I made for you, it's for free. He says, just don't eat from, he says, and the Lord God commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day you eat of it you shall surely die. So God puts this one tree in the middle of the, of the garden and he says, don't eat. And Satan goes and wants you to focus upon what God told you not to eat, but ignore all the things that God says freely eat. He said, freely eat. All that I made for you is for you for free. What is the tree in the garden? It's the tithe. It's the honor principle. On another day we have to teach on the kingdom principle of honor. Because you are made in the image of God. You are a free moral agent. You get to choose whether you serve God or not. You let the enemy fight you over a tithe. And ignore all the free things. Let's go there this morning. 
because you're dealing with the spirit of this world that wants to always go and point and say, but what about the tithe? The devil is a liar. I'm going to teach you this morning about the free stuff that belongs to you. And as a child of God, you're going to walk in victory all the days of your life. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. It's going to get really good here this morning. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him, even so, one, so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. It's powerful. Now, next verse, we have received. Please say received. He says we've received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is from God. Two spirits. This spirit of mammon trying to control people's lives. Every decision they make, it's got to be a money decision. They can't fulfill their purpose because there must be money first. God shut my businesses down, got me moving away from a company so that I can fulfill my purpose. Ah, I may hate it myself. The spirit which, who is from God, you never receive the spirit of the world. The spirit of the world will always have to work harder than anybody else. They like hard-working people. Did you see that in the world? And then they give you some, every time they give you a bonus. And they say, well, okay, we're giving you this bonus, but remember, this person is not here anymore, and that person, so you must double up on your work, Leanne. Oh, did I just, did I just pull out your file? And not just you, anybody else, because the enemy does that. And it looks good like you, I got some money, and I, can look, I look really nice in my car, but I'm not fulfilling purpose. We know what that spirit of this world does. He says, but you didn't receive that spirit when you got born again. When you came to the kingdom, God gave you a different spirit. He says that, that we might, why did he give you his spirit? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You know, I remember the story and I'm, and I'm sitting and I didn't know what God was up to in that moment. We were sitting in a restaurant and we were having some, a, a cup of coffee and next to me was one of, um, you know, I want to say this. It was, it was a white old couple. I mentioned it on purpose because there's something about... Let me, let me just give you the testimony. I'm sitting and the Spirit of God says to me, I want you to pay for their bill. And I go up to them, and I, I say, ma'am, sir, good morning to you. Um, can I please? It'll be a great honor for me just to pay for your, for your bill. Was the bill just that come? The man, the old man looked at me. He says, you will never pay for my bill. And I was like, God, what was that about? Went and sat down. I said, no, so cool. And the Lord said, that is the problem. Too many people full of pride. Being trained that they must live and work for themselves and pay their way. I can't move in their life. Because they got the spirit of this world. And some of you are not receiving the things that God has got for you. You rejecting what God is giving. Because of pride. You're working so hard for your stuff. I'm not receiving a handout from anybody. It's not a handout. It's way the way the kingdom works. The kingdom has got free stuff for you. Some of you working so hard for your bond and for your house. Don't you know your father knows you in need of these things? Can, you go, can God cut your bond off? Can God send a stranger just to bless you this week? Can God send somebody just to tell you there's a holiday for you? Can you can receive? Can, is, are there any receivers in this house this morning? Because that is what God is calling this church to do. Can, say I'm a receiver. 
If God's going to send somebody this week with a loaf of bread for you, I want you to receive it because you're going to tell the Lord, Lord, I'm a receiver of your goodness. It doesn't have to be a, a, a big holiday. It doesn't have to be a big car. But I want to train my spirit now. From today, I'm going to train you because your spirit has been rejecting the things of God because you believe you have to work harder like the whole world does. The devil is a liar. And this is the reason why people will put you under pressure. Why would they put you under pressure because they people demonize what they cannot duplicate anytime God does something for you that you never worked for that you never earned the devil wants to put you under pressure and say ah oh, don't receive it the devil is a liar we are receivers in this house we are receivers of the goodness of the Lord is there anybody gonna shout and give God some praise come on just just stand to your feet and just shout this loud. Say, I love free things. Say, I love free things. I must train my spirit to receive the free things from God. Glory be to Jesus. Glory be to Jesus. I never said you must be lazy. Adam wasn't working for things. Adam was working on his assignment. Your days of paying for things are over. You, I am speaking to somebody that's beginning to understand. This is the title of my sermon this morning. Put it out there. When the kingdom is first. Put it out there. Say, when the kingdom is first. That's what he said. He said, put the kingdom first. Seek first. You want things you want to know, you want to stop working for things, then the kingdom must be central to who you are and what you are doing. Because it's your assignment. It's, and anytime, this is the way it works. Oh my God. My God. Let me, let me, let me share something with you. So, 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 so I'm looking at this in the, and the Lord says to me, go and study a magnet. How magnets work. Because you become a magnet of His blessing, provision, and protection when you get into the kingdom of God. Let's understand magnets. There's, you can make an ordinary piece of steel a magnet. One way is to make a, mag, a mag, magnet out of a mixture of different types of metal. The metal is heated and melted and placed in a cast or container that's used to make a shape. That's what God does with you. When you get born again, takes you and he puts you into a certain mold. Your design from God. Your purpose. That's what he does. He makes you unique. And he shows you what you're born for. And then when the mold is done, he breaks the mold because there's no one like you. And there'll never be another like you. Come on, somebody. But here's where it becomes really powerful. Here's where it becomes powerful. So he takes, you, you, you take this thing and you make it. Some of you don't understand, God's been making you. I went down to the potter's house and they was making something at the wheel. God's making something with your life. Don't ignore what God is doing in your life in this season. He says, the metal cools the cast. Then listen to it. Then magnetism is added to it. Usually with a powerful electromagnet that's being magnetized by an electrical current. So he charges it. And that becomes a magnet. <laughs> Man, I studied this stuff. I'm like, I can't even make this stuff up. Watch this. How long does a permanent magnet, magnet last? A permanent magnet, if kept and used in optimum working conditions, will keep its magnetism for years and years. For example, it's estimated that a neodymium or neodymium magnet loses approximately 5% of its magnetism over 100 years. 
that tells me even if you live to a hundred years, when you come into the kingdom of God and God charges you with His kingdom, you begin to attract things, come on, for your assignment because you become a magnet of God's blessing for a hundred years. Come on, somebody. At least. Now listen, magnets that have lost their strength. Sometimes you can recharge a magnet that has, that has lost some of its original charge. If you can find a very strong magnet, repeatedly rub it across your weakened magnet. The strong magnet will realign the magnetic domains inside the weakened magnet. Come on, somebody shout. Don't get along me and next to me for too long because what's on me is going to rub off from you. Soon you're going to walk in the blessing yourself. Come on, somebody stand to your feet and say, I am anointed. Come on, say, I am anointed. This thing is on me. Wherever I go, I'm attracting the goodness of the Lord. Things are being added into my life. If I'm getting a holiday, you're going to get a holiday. If God give me a breakthrough, you're going to get a breakthrough. Come on, somebody, shout yes. Glory be to God. I charge you up this morning. Charge you up. Don't come and hang around me and think you're still going to be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, come on, somebody, shout yes. Now, I didn't even write this. I'm reading up the stuff. Listen to this thing, Sharon. Aaron, listen to this. Permanent magnets can lose their magnetism if they are dropped or banged on enough to bump their domains out of alignment. How many people are out of alignment with God through because of this pandemic? The enemy's been bumping your head. The enemy's been dealing with your destiny. Somebody's got to shout, I'm coming back into alignment. I'm getting my magnetism back. I'm getting this power back. <laughs> the reason why people, this is how God separates them. You're not serving me? You don't care about the kingdom? Go work for your things. You're serving me? I charge you with magnetism. And all of a sudden, you begin to attract things because it's attached to your assignment. Come on, church. Because you need it. Your father knows you're in need of these things. My God, my God, my God. There's such a charge in this atmosphere this morning. Can somebody just take a moment to praise the Lord? I just need you to thank the Lord this morning that she's charged you. Come on, somebody. There is something about your life that is so powerful in the kingdom of God. There is something because God made you to rule over all the works of His hands. He's got to put something in you that draws the good things to you, that draws the holiday to you, that draws the clothing to you. Your days of paying for things are over. This is the Spirit of God. All the Gentiles, they have no charge. When they get saved, I put them in a different mold and then I charge them. Watch. Here's an interesting one for me around, around Magnus. A lodestone is a naturally magnetized piece of the mineral magnetite. They are naturally occurring magnets which can attract iron. The property of magnetism was first discovered in antiquity through lodestones. Lodestone is one of only a very few minerals that is found naturally magnetized. <laughs> the one that entered into the earth came naturally magnetized. He didn't need a charge. He was loaded. 
He's born. Two years old. Here comes the wise men. Gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Because it's got to come from afar. Does not matter because of your kingdom assignment, it doesn't matter who's got it. It's got to come. The blessing has got to come. Because the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Is there anybody fighting with me this morning to understand we've been living out of the wrong spirit? You did not receive that spirit. God says, I'm going to show you the things that are freely given. The wise men came knocking and said, hey, there's somebody in your environment, Herod, that is here fulfilling their kingdom assignment. His name is King Jesus. And we've come to worship him with our gifts. Because the blessing brings wealth. When you are in the kingdom of God, it brings things to you. He's fulfilling his assignment. Yes, he was working as a carpenter. But that was only because you could not preach until you were 30. And here's the deal. Scholars have, spo have spoken. It's not powerful this is. Please be seated. Here's what the scholars discovered. Do you understand that you could only go into the synagogue and preach when you, from the age of 30? That is right. But do you know that you get disqualified as a preacher if you don't have wealth. Because it is saying if you're preaching this and you don't have the evidence and you've not magnetized or brought wealth to you, you're a liar. You can't preach until you have money. I'm speaking to all the preachers across the globe. You want to preach, preach, preach. Show us the evidence of what you are attracting. You just want the mic and you want the platform and your gift. Show us that the word is working for you. Show us because when Solomon is operating out of kingdom principles, the Bible says Queen Sheba traveled for a long time to come and see. And she said half the wisdom of what they said about you. As she fainted when she saw Solomon. Someone's going to begin to understand the kind of wealth you're going to attract in this kingdom. It's going to get people to say, my God, my God, my God. There is something on this woman. She is anointed. Can all the women stand to their feet and say, I am who God says I am. You're going to begin to attract wealth like never before. Because it is the Spirit of God that does that. Business deals are coming. I'm ahead of myself. The kingdom not only attracts the things that you need, but it makes you attractive. Somebody type in there in Afrikaans, the Yerucho Moichamak. Because people want to know what makes life work for you. How can you be receiving these deals when everybody else is struggling? You see, you can't fake being in the kingdom. You can't fake it. It's on you. When you look at somebody, it's, it's like a piece of metal. It's either charged or it's not. How would I know? You put another piece to it and you find this thing pull either the spoon or whatever other piece of metal it is. It, it pulls it. It attracts it. But you can know if a piece of metal is charged or not. It's on you. It's on you. People can see it. It's an evidence that the kingdom's working in you. It's a spirit that's working in you. It says, Lord, I know that I'm a conduit of your blessing. I know I'm blessed to be a blessing. When people come around me, they're going to receive what's on me. Come on, somebody. Say amen this morning. You cannot fake it. You cannot fake it. Your healing is in you. Your peace is in you. But there's things that must come to you. Because the blessing brings wealth. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. When you get around kingdom people, you're going to know it. You look at their lives and you say, but I don't know how. How did God sustain you in the midst of all of this? Everybody else's business is going down, but yours is not. Because... You have got a kingdom assignment. And anytime you can listen to the kingdom word. Let me give you what I'm saying. 
Go with me to Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 and 16. I want to show you something. Give me verse, Genesis 4, verse 1. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. So they've sinned, and now they're starting a family. They're out of the Garden of Eden. She bore again this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was the keeper of the sheep, but Cain was the tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came. So everybody say in the process of time. Say in the process of time. It came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. In the process of time, Cain brought an offering from the fruit. Abel also brought of the what? Say firstborn. Not process, say firstborn. It says firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. And its desire, its desire is for you. But you were made for dominion. You were supposed to rule over it. Now Cain talked with his Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against his Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? Verse 10 says, and he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground. <laughs> it shall no longer yield its strength to you. The strength of your magnetism you're going to lose. A fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. And Cain says, my punishment is greater. So he is sent out. Here's the deal. He comes and gives to God in the process of time. God didn't say, you give me last. God said, you give me first. He says, don't give me the scraps after you've paid your bills. Then you continue to work hard. He says, you need to put me first. So the kingdom principle is in place. And here's what he says. He says, why are you angry at your brother who's got a strong magnetic field and a force? Why don't you rather go and hang out with your brother and let, don't let the sin rule over you? If you go and be taught again on kingdom principles, will you not also receive the same strength? If you hang out with the right people in the kingdom of God, won't you also get the breakthrough like everybody else? If you learn kingdom principles, won't your business also increase on every side? If you learn kingdom principles, why are you jealous of the people that got their breakthrough? Why aren't you learning from them? Come on, somebody. Instead of just rubbing up against someone else and saying, Lord, I know that this man's got a breakthrough. You're doing something for these people that you're not doing for anybody else. Come on, buddy. Somebody shout yes. He says, if you don't learn kingdom principles, you lose the magnetism in your field. The business deals that you're supposed to be getting, someone's got to hear me this morning. The Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you, woman of God. You are already supposed to be on top of the mountain. You are already supposed to be dealing with things. There's stuff in your field. Education, media, arts and entertainment business. You were supposed to be on the top. But every time you're working on a deal, you're not finding the strength. The kingdom's not working for you. Why? Because what you're busy with has got nothing to do with the kingdom. You don't even, let's say it's not even attached to kingdom per se. You don't even tithe. 
This is about magnetism. The blessing, the tithe is the blessing connector. Because it gets you to draw on things and not sweat for things. Because it's called the blessing. You've got to hear me today. Why don't you go and learn from your brother? It's very humbling coming into the kingdom of God. Because it's paradoxical. Where the world says, and that spirit says, fight for yours. Hold on. Gather all you can. Put it in this can. Then sit on the can for as long as you can. You don't even get, you, then you get buried, buried, not even in that can. They, they pay of the money that's in that can for your coffin and they bury you. What's that got to do with purpose? What's that got to do with your purpose? You're working so hard for things. You know you're going to leave your house behind. You don't know that yet. Your car behind. Just be a good steward of the things God gives you, man. But get into the purposes of the kingdom of God. He says, go and learn from your brother. This kingdom must give you, when you come into your assignment, God charges you with your potential. But everything that you need for your assignment in every level of development, it draws things to you. People, relationships, materials. People couldn't understand this, you know. We never moved out of South Africa and traveled out, outside of beyond the shores eight years ago. We were called Living Life Ministries. Dr. Miles comes and he changes the name to Kingdom Life. The next month, we make our first trip out, out of the nation. And for the last eight years, we've been overseas every single, every single year. For what? You just get the selfie. Oh, look where Pastor Max is now. He's using the church's money. Not once did they come and ask me why. God paid for those trips, every one of them. And when you stop over in New York and you get some shopping done with the wives and my daughter, that's just bonus. We've been carrying a kingdom message to this generation for eight years. You don't even know the kind of investment we had to make around this kingdom message. The enemies fought us for eight years around this thing. Look what's happening now. Everybody needs this message. God knew that 10 years ago. We were just carrying our assignment. So God's going to take care of it because I got into my assignment in the kingdom. Someone's going to hear me this morning. People are losing it. You, people, I'm here, me, what, what the Spirit of God's been saying to me. People have been losing their magnetism because they detached from the church's purpose. Because things come to you based on your assignment. Let me end. 2 Chronicles chapter 26 verse 1. We need to land this plane. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah who was 16 years old. Can all the young ones shout yes and amen? Oh, everybody's young ones in the house this morning. Praise the Lord. He was 16 years old and, he, and, and made him king instead of his father Amaziah. Look at the secret here in the Bible, man. It's beautiful. He built Elath. Restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king. And he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jehaliah of Jerusalem. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Come on, say it. I must do what is right. Not in the sight of my boss. Not in the sight of my wife. Not in the sight of my husband. In the sight of the Lord. According to all that his father Amaziah had done. Gets powerful. He sought, there's your kingdom, working righteousness, but seeking it. Look at, the, look at the powerful principle. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding the visions of God. So the priest, Zechariah, is holding the visions of God. The king, Uzziah, is pursuing relationship with the priest. He's seeking God in the days of Zechariah, who, under, who had understanding the visions of God. And as long as, Come on, read with me. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. 
Now he went out. Now listen, it gets powerful. I'm going to go through this quickly. He went out and made war against the Philistines and broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jabna, the wall of Ashdod, and built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. Verse 7. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians, and lived in Ger- and so on. Next verse, verse 8. Also, the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. Brought tribute, brought tribute. People started blessing him because he was seeking God's face. Because the kingdom was first. Because he was pursuing the purposes of heaven. Because he was going after the kingdom and it's, people were blessing him because he was blessing the house. People were taking care of him because he was taking care of the house. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. If God, if you, if you work out and pursue God, God will make you famous. God will distinguish you. He became exceedingly strong. Listen to how powerful this kingdom is. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate and at this gate and that gate. Go back next verse, verse 10. Keep going quickly with me. He built towers in the desert, lowlands and the plains. Next verse. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number of their role. Next verse. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was two. 2,600. And under their authority was an army, 300, 7,500, that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. They had victory, man. They had dominion, man. Because the kingdom was first, man. Because the man was pursuing the vision that was in the heart of the priest. They were going after the things of God and God was making them win. God was giving them victory over their enemies every single day. Can somebody shout, Lord, help us. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army. Uzziah does it. Shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, slings to cast stones. He made devices in Jerusalem. Invented. Invention. Skillful men. Innovation and creativity. God will give it all to you. Are you hearing me? To be on the towers in the corners to shoot arrows, large stones. So his fame spread far and wide. Are you hearing the Lord this morning? For he was marvelously helped. The saddest verse in the Bible. Till he became strong. Next verse. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord, his God, by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. He steps out from kingly duties and pursuing the vision. I can also be a priest. Go and study the rest of it. He died a leper because God struck him. Because as long as you take your, when you take your eyes of the vision, when you take your eyes of pursuing God's purpose, you lose your magnetism. You lose the power of the kingdom operating in you. Let's move. You got to hear me. Somebody's got to hear me. Sitting at home is not a good thing, child of God. It's not a good thing. You got to break out from that fear. You got to get into prayer on a Saturday morning. You got to start moving. You got to start moving because you're losing your magnetism. You're losing, you're going to have to start, you're going to end up in bondage because you're going to start to work for things that's supposed to be freely given to you. Anytime you take your eyes of the vision of the kingdom of God, I watch these people, they, you, you watch how they toil because they got no kingdom assignment. They say amen and yes, they're both in the field, Cain and Abel. But they don't have kingdom as a priority inside of them. The kingdom doesn't feature in their lives. Thank you to all of you that have been sowing and giving and making sure that the well-being of the kingdom is first. That the house is first. I bless you today. But some people are toiling and struggling. They're struggling. You know, it's amazing how you, you don't even have strength to fight against an enemy when it comes to addiction. Because there's no kingdom assignment. There's no kingdom involvement. There's no, nothing you get involved in concerning the kingdom of God. The kingdom is real. The kingdom has all the power you need. What you're looking for is in the kingdom. You were not supposed to be working for things. 
You were supposed to be seeking the kingdom. God will deal with all your enemies. He'll give you inventions. He'll give you wisdom. He'll teach you how to move. All because you are the kingdom's first. You've got to hear me. It's the wrong spirit when you take the kingdom and you make it second. Your job first. Your bills first. You always lose. The kingdom comes first. God said to me, you give me your house, I'll give you the city. Put my kingdom first. My house is not first. He's taking care of us. But his kingdom always comes first. Paying your bill is not first. You were not supposed to be working for paying bills. Pay your debt to humanity, man. You find it in the kingdom of God. Here's a word for those that have been putting the kingdom first. Here, Peter's walking with Jesus. I'm in Matthew chapter 17, verse 24. When they had come to Capernaum, Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to Peter and said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? And he said, yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, what do you think, Simon? He's got 12 disciples, right? Young ones, hear me. The disciples he brought alongside him weren't even old enough to pay temple tax. Only two could pay temple tax, Jesus and Peter. The rest were so young. What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Who are we supposed to collect tax from? Who's going to pay these bills? Peter said to him, from the strangers. He says, Jesus said to him, then the sons are free, right? Are the, son, are the sons free? The sons are free, right? Come on, somebody, are the sons free this morning? Come on, shout, I'm free this morning. Say, I'm free this morning. He says, nevertheless, we are fulfilling our assignment and we're walking in dominion. Lest we offend them, go to the sea, cast in a hook, and take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened its mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and for you. Here's a word for somebody this morning. This season, out of this message, God is sending you down to the sea. What is the sea? That's the world system. You're going to go and cast in the first one that's coming out in this week. It's going to have enough money to deal with your debt and every challenge that you are in because these are the things that are freely given to the sons and daughters of God. Come on, somebody. You're not supposed to be paying just your tax bill. We know we must be tax compliant. We got that. We know these things. God knows you in need of these things, but He's going to make the world system pay for your bills. Come on, somebody. Shout yes and amen. God says, I'm going to get the world to pay for all because you are in your assignment. The kingdom is first. These things must be added. Somebody shout amen and amen. The world system. I'll make sure that this next deal that's coming out is going to be a bonus for you, Pastor Brian. The next one that's coming out, you're not going to struggle with this next deal. This thing that you're going to cast in now, watch it come out. As, it, as you open up this fish's mouth, as you open up this deal, you're going to find enough money. You're going to move house, Aaron. I am telling you now by the Spirit of God, you're going to get a brand new wagon in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm commanding anybody that's put the kingdom first. This word has got to work because the kingdom is going to bring wealth. It's going to bring a deal. It's going to bring a blessing. It's going to break no toil. Somebody shout yes. The Lord says to somebody this morning, this deal is on me. 
after me preaching this message. This deal is on me. There's no toil. I'm going to prove to you through the kingdom of God for anybody that's a believer. You're going to receive things that I come against that false spirit that tells you you must work for it. The devil is a liar. These are the things that are freely given to the sons of God. People demonize what they cannot duplicate, but you must fight for yours because the, the, the downside of success is jealousy. People say, ah, but you never worked for it. Yes, devil, I'm in the kingdom of God. Ah, yes, but you know, you don't deserve that. Yes, devil, I have the spirit of God. There's things that are due to me and my family. Shout yes. This one's on me, says the Lord. The Lord's going to show you. This deal is on me, says the Lord. This one you're going to bring in uh, is going to cancel out debt in Jesus' mighty name. I announce it in the heavenlies. Shout yes. The kingdom makes things work. It makes life work. It's the picture you are looking for. It is the answer you're looking for. It's the tribe you're looking for. It's the meaning of life you are looking for. It is the purpose you've been looking for. It is the progress you've been looking for. It's found in the kingdom of God. Now shout yes and amen. Here's a final word. Genesis 45. Verse 25. Joseph has been prepared for 17 years. Young boy. Holding a vision, the famine comes. The world is broke. They've got to come to Egypt for food. Look at the wisdom of God. Jacob, his father, has lost everything. Lost his sons, lost Joseph. Now he's lost Benjamin because Joseph wanted to see Benjamin. And the father's really sad. He says, I'm telling you, Joseph is in Egypt. We've got to go there. We've got to get things sorted out. And this is what Joseph does. He gives him their provision. Let's go back to your, my father and tell him I'm alive. And bring him here. Powerful. They send Joseph. Takes all their money. That they came to pay with. Puts it back in their bags. Loads them up with what they need. Listen to this. Genesis 45. Then they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob their father. And they told him saying, Joseph is still alive and his governor is ruling. Someone's going to hear me today. Over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still. Because he did not believe them. But when, watch now the revelation for this generation. The unbelief in this generation. But when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them. It's not good enough for me to preach. They're living in unbelief. It wasn't just the fact that they said, this is what Joseph is saying. He's saying that Joseph is ruling because he's got the things. <laughs> when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts, when he saw the evidence, when he saw the things that they had, which Joseph had sent to carry him. The spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. Revival is going to break out in this generation because of the things that they see. It's going to break out because the things that they see, that God is good to you, that God is good to your family, that God is good to your home, that God can do it in the midst of a pandemic. And He's going to bless you with the house. And He's going to take care of your home. And He's going to take care of everything that you need. I release the blessing of the Lord upon you. You are coming into a new season. Glory be to Jesus. Lift your hands this morning and receive the blessing of the Lord.
Hear me, child of God. Not being born again is costly. Not just for heaven, but for earth. You end your days of toiling when you put the kingdom first. Your days of toiling ends when you say, Lord, the kingdom's first. Are you born again? Are you charged? Have you gone to the one that can charge you? Or are you toiling? You must be born again. Otherwise, you cannot see the kingdom of God. We're having people sending messages and saying, we're born again. What do we do next? Here's the prayer you pray. If you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, that on the cross, confess it with your mouth, you are then saved. Put the kingdom first. Accept him as your Lord and your Savior. Savior. Say, Lord, wash me in your precious blood. I'm a confess that I'm a sinner. And I need a Savior. Come into my heart. If you believe that, he'll come and enter into your heart and he'll, he'll save you and charge you with your kingdom assignment and bring you into your destiny and your purpose.